Welcome to machine learning. You get a lot of value out of natural language processing. Uh, you know, it's interesting because you would think that you would find more value in forecasting, but uh, I'm not sure who cares about forecasting other than maybe sales where they're trying to figure out uh, or marketing or they're trying to figure out what's going to be happening in the future. But uh, a lot of data is in text format that's important. Uh, like I took, I analyzed some text and uh, I used, uh, I used the um, weighted vectors. So word weighted vectors and uh, then what I was looking for is just different parts of speech. So I went through and on one case, I used uh, a probability, like a, a word count probability or um, value. And uh, I was able to get a word back that way. And the other way, I, I used a part of speech. So I had it uh, predict uh, different parts of speech for me and uh, make that prediction. But uh, the interesting thing was, okay, so the way I did it is I took uh, the text, put it into a, called it a paragraph, then I tokenize the sen into, into sentences, and then I take the sentence and tokenize those into words and then make it all lowercase. Because uh, you can get upper and lower case, but, uh, and they could have different weighting values. And so you want it all in the same case. So I lowercase it all. And then um, I uh, find the max number of words. And then I look to create a dictionary. And I uh, do a word count for the fre word frequencies in the dictionary. And then at the very end, I divide it by the total number of words to give, get a score. And uh, that worked out really good. Uh, then I get the sentence with the highest uh, score and that be, and I just do a sort and then just grab the top one. And uh, that becomes then the sentence that becomes my summary sentence. So that was kind of a slick little way to pull out, you know, a sentence that uh, kind of has a significant importance in a paragraph. But then I wanted to see if I could find out what the topic was or category. And that's where I used, uh, I just wanted, in one case, I wanted to just find the nouns, proper nouns, regular nouns, blah, blah, blah. And uh, wanted to make sure that the noun was a certain size. I don't want, I didn't want a three character noun, um, like man or, something like that um, and uh, and then once I had those nouns then I um, I put that in and I want to fight and I just sorted and looking for the max score so I look for the max word score from the word vectors and to see which one was the most important word in the sentence uh, in the paragraph, excuse me, and uh, and 
then I uh, store that as the uh, max word, and then I assign that max word to the to the paragraph. And then also, I did another pass through over, and I tokenize it, uh, and then uh, vectorize it and look for parts of speech. So I'm looking for the part of speech and if it has that, that part of speech then uh, I, it becomes the, 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 the word I'm, I'm interested in. Now I didn't have a scoring on that part of speech so it's the last noun that, that uh, um, is discovered in the sentence or in the paragraph, and that that one is used. So, uh, I guess what I would probably need to do is figure out a way, maybe to combine the two, but uh, not sure about how to do that yet. Um, but it's still pretty pretty good in terms of figuring out what uh, is important inside of the text context. You know, the other scenario is you got a thousand pieces of text and you have a thousand paragraphs and you have to read through each one of them and then, you know, uh, do some labeling or classification to figure out what, uh, if there's anything that's important in that content. So, you know, you could just do some spot checking, I guess, and that's that might be one way to just see something that catches your interest. But most people are pretty busy, and and maybe there's a way to organize this so you kind of group comments together. Like maybe on some of them, I found that the most important word was future, and uh, and maybe you group those those type of word uh, paragraphs together. And uh, that provides kind of a hierarchy so that you look by uh, category and, and uh, topic or something like that, category um, one and category two. See the two different categories and uh, try to figure out if, the, um, if there's something that could group them together. And that might be a way to logically then go look at those that content quicker so you provide some higher level topic that you can then drill down on uh, a lot like directory tree well i will be talking about random search cv in just a second we did talk about the hyper tuning uh yesterday and i'm going to talk a little bit more about hypertuning and uh, and why um, why why random search makes sense um, in trying to find the proper configuration for your classifier. Okay, so um, on to random search CV. So random search CV. Um, what it does is you have you have uh, different uh, uh, diction. You can create a dictionary of, of different features, 
and then you can use uh, Lin uh, space and what that does is you get a, you have a lower number and an upper number and the number of increments so it'll subdivide that into a number of increments and create a list um, and then you can use that for your numeric uh, ranges of if you want to, you know if you want to control how many intervals that you have now if there are whole number intervals you just use range but if you're using fractional interval uh, spacing you would use uh, lin space okay so then you get your features in your dictionary for your classifier and then you can uh, use random search cv and what that's doing is random search cv is um, going to distribute the uh, the the features so you're going to you're going to compare the features uh, let's say you have two features that you're dealing with that you want to do comparison let's say it uh, is max depth and max feature or min sample leaf if we were dealing with a, a random force classifier um, and so you would pass that in and it runs through the it randomly samples different intervals on the and does a classification and then it, it looks it tries to find the best uh, best parameters and the way it does the that is it's it's randomly sampling and, and doing different combinations uh, with the the, the features that's called a cross product so a cross product or a Cartesian join if you're uh, dealing with a database but a cross product basically is um, it takes every variable and combines it with every variable in the second list and so you get uh, all possible combinations in a in a uh, uh, in a cross product then uh, what random search CV does is it uh, makes random choices uh, on the, from that uh, cross product pool and then applies that to a model and then it stores that model result. And so when you get done, you'll have a whole series of parameters that is randomly selected and its results. And so you can find out what the best score is, what the best parameters are, um, and then you can actually go down into the CV results, uh, which, because it's doing cross-validation fold two, and you can see um, what the configurations, like the best, the what for the best model, uh, what its configuration for max depth and max features are. So that's once you have that, that you can uh, you can plot out the results on a scatter plot using uh, using the uh, results from the the CV underscore results CV underscore results underscore of the classifier of I mean of the of the random search CV now. Some thoughts on 
why they do this. Okay, originally I had 10 models that I was looking at that's called N-Itter, and uh, N-Itter is the number of models that you were looking at. And so, um, so it would produce 10 possible models, and it took quite a while to run, and it was on, I think, 30,000 uh, records for the cred credit uh, card default is what I, the data set I was looking at. So I, you know, I had, I had it at uh, N jobs equals three and that thing was cranking away. It was putting out a lot of heat on my laptop. Um, but it took a little while to run. So and I, then I did my plot and I could see kind of how the parameters were distributing over the space. And what the idea is, is that you can get a pretty good distribution or pretty good sampling over the space randomly. Now, one idea behind that was the question that they posed, and I've, I've got to go think about it a little bit more, is that they asked the question, how many random samples would you need to take to cover 95 percentile of the space. Now, what that means is that you'd have some, you know, if you t if, so how do you find the, the 95th percentile? Well, you get the mean, then you figure out the standard deviation, and then you're looking at uh, the third standard deviation. Uh, and so the 95 percentile on the bell curve is the bulk of your samplings and uh, then you have your outliers that are in the in the of greater than three standard deviations okay so one thing that my wife pointed out and it's not very intuitive is well that can't be possible that you you could only take not not 59 random samples and get 95 percentile because 95 out of 100 is not 59. But that's not what it's saying. It's not saying that you're gonna, it would take uh, 95 samples to get to the 95th percentile. Because the, the percentile is in relationship to the standard deviation from the norm. And then you're, you're grouping uh, things within the, uh, within the 95 percentile, the 25 percentile. So there's just kind of that range between the 25th and the 95th. And that has to do with standard deviation. So it doesn't have to do with the sampling. But what that does is it says it represents a good cross-section of your pool. So if you have a 95 percentile it represents a good cross-section of samples from your pool. So it, you would only have to do, you would only have to randomly uh, uh, try 59 different uh, parameter combinations from the cross product to effectively cover the 95 percentile of uh, possibilities. So it, it's not a count of the total number of samples. It's a, a, it's a look at does your uh, parameter list that you're using represent 
the bulk 95% of all the possible parameter combinations is what it's saying. So that's that's was something that is a not uh, intuitive when when you're talking about random search CV. Now another thing that uh, I was thinking about with random search CV is you can get you can have it uh, refit equal true and uh, return training uh, training scores. So now what that means is that once you've gone through your uh, random search CV and it's found the best model, it will use that and then you can do your fit and predict against with the uh, random search CV. Now if you have a small number of parameters and a small data set, you could probably get away with using grid search CV, which will uh, look at every single possibility and then select the, the best one. But as you add each feature, you're going to have exponentially more uh, requirement for computation. So in some ways, I could see how the cloud could make sense if you had millions of servers out there and and, or millions of cores and uh, and uh, cores were not an issue uh, maybe at some point then we could have a you know a thousand parameter system and you uh, throw a thousand cores at it and it, it uh, goes through and efficient effectively gives you the optimum uh, parameters for everything so scalability uh, massive parallel processing with lots of cores seems to be the future. Um, my machine has a four core on it and uh, you know it's a fairly old machine now and um, you know back in the day when I bought when it was bought it was a great machine uh, 16 gig four core uh, fantastic. Now I'm like uh, kind of salivating and thinking I would love 128 gig machine with a 64 core uh, system but you know it's it's going to be always that uh, need for more computational power or uh, the trade-off would be for increased efficiency by better algorithms and uh, right now that doesn't look like the AI is improving the algorithms so uh, computation is uh, the heavier requirement at this point but there's a there is a room for maximizing and finding the best and uh, and so you know that's what the whole goal of AI is is to improve efficiency and find the best possible uh, configurations